Just in time for the Day of Hearts, it is another episode of Sub Tours. Today we've got something a little bit special for you. First off, we are your hosts. What? Why? Why? Why are you making your feelings known so early in the show? You don't know what we're going to talk about yet. Fart nice. The maturity. Maturity. Fart sounds. Yeah, I'm immature like that. I like fart noises. They're funny. I'm sorry. Are you are you triggered? Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shudder. Okay, all right. Oh Moving my on. god. No, no, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we? <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Subway Tours. We are your hosts. I'm Misha. I'm Mai. And I'm Angel. And his internet blows. This is why we never did. This is why we never did video. Such bullshit. Dear God. I'm sorry if there is a lag. That's a really bad lag. Oh my God. That was so fucking bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot. Oh Third my god, that was world awful. Internet. La 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 oh la la. God. Third world internet. La 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 la. Oh my goodness. There is no segue that can cover up for his lag. So I'm just gonna go right into it. <laughs> um for those of you who enjoy February 14th, do the whole Thing with the roses and the restaurant reservations and whatnot. More power to you. Some of us will traffic. be watching Brave the Traffic. Some of us would like maybe just to stay home, watch a movie, you know, curl up and um, enjoy some. Okay, yeah, we can cry. Today we're going <laughs> to talk about sad love stories. <laughs> Roll credits! <laughs> Hello. Is it that? <laughs> is it really that bad? I'm not sure. I'm already not. I'm not sure if my lag is this bad. Oh my god. Uh, hello, Angel. Okay. So for this year, we wanted to do something a little bit different. We've previously done our favorite love stories. Some of you guys let us know in our Facebook group, Subword Tours, We Like Movies. You told us which were some of your favorite love stories. So this year, we wanted to go a little bit off the beaten track. So I was having some fun with Google. Not what you think. And mm, I don't know. I want to see your algorithm. None of your damn business. <laughs> <laughs> You know I how was... bad your algorithm is. No, no, no. Look, hear me out. I okay, found, okay. I, I found lists. I found some weird lists of love stories, romantic movies that aren't rom coms. So uh-huh. I'm gonna run them past you guys because I saw some weird shit on these lists. I'm gonna run them past you, and I want to know what you guys think about them. Do they deserve to be on these lists? Do they should they not be on these lists? Let's go into them. All right. Uh, what if we haven't seen said film in the in the list? Hmm. Tell you what. How about if it seems like something that we wanna watch, then maybe we should put it up to a vote. Okay. Okay. 
that sounds fair. Yeah. So, so like, if it sounds like something that you'd want to see, and then, then then we say yes, yes, we'll watch this, and then if it's not, then I'll move on to the next one. Okay. Or you know, um, if it's something we've already seen, we can just talk about it. Okay. Sure. <laughs> See, we're just okay. making this up as we go along, listeners. <laughs> I know and because rom. we just didn't want to do. We didn't want to do another list fun. of rom coms. Yeah, it's well. It's this like, isn't like okay because we care for you, the listener. This is us caring, and isn't that what Valentine's Day is really about? I don't know. Valentine's Day has oh, always just been my that, mom's birthday, so. Oh, happy birthday! Yeah, from God. Happy birthday, Tina. <laughs> It's also the reason why you know population booms by November. Huh? I see. <laughs> I see. I hear. Oh, yeah, so many November babies. So much sense. Come to think of it, my brother. No, okay, let's not go there. Let's not go to my family tree and when my brother was conceived. Never mind. <laughs> let's not. Let's not compute to add Moving to further family on, drama. La 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 <laughs> la la. Anyway, Valentine's. I, I want to. S- I want to see where this goes. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just okay. gonna say Valentine's films for me since um, it's always just been my mom's birthday. I consider mm-hmm. personally turning red and everything everywhere all at once as Valentine's Day films because they remind me of oh my, my god, those are really good films. <laughs> so sad. Those are you, good mom. films though. <laughs> I love you, mom. It's so sad. <laughs> hey, they're good movies. But anyway, on to this list of. Romantic okay, okay. movies. So no, I guess like some of the things on this list, I couldn't believe were on this list. Okay, give it, did it to not us. Makes sense okay, to me. Okay, I want to see. Right. I wanna, okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> okay, these are the saddest romantic movies. According, these are the twenty-three sad romantic movies to watch if you need a good cry. According mm-hmm. to brides.com. <laughs> what? Why does brides.com have a sad movie list? Why do they have a movie anything on Brides.com? I have no idea. <laughs> Why Unless, does it have to be sad for Brides? I know, that's so and, weird. And maybe they want to cry like in a good... No, it says sad romantic movies, not not uplifting romantic... Okay, screw this. Let's go from number 23 and work our way on up to one. Okay. Brides. Number 23. It is Brides.com. I don't know why Brides.com even has a movie section. Unless they're like, they're like, okay, fine, films. let's go. 23. Why they gotta be sad ones? Uh, I don't know. Wedding Crashers was okay. fun. Okay. Number 23, sad romantic movies for a good cry. Ghost. Oh my God. Okay. I mean, that's. Yeah, that, okay. in that one, you know, that's the one where Patrick Swayze dies at the beginning and he has to possess Whoopi Goldberg to tell Demi Moore who, who killed him. Yep. Okay. I haven't sense. seen this. I think this was released way 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 back and when it was released i wasn't what what year was this released i'm not sure if i was born misha might have been born then (laughs) i wasn't for sure it's not like i would have been allowed to watch it it came out in 1990 jackass (laughs) Ah. okay yeah so i wasn't able to see it it's not one of those movies i grew up on but based on that synopsis i'm interested because there's murder involved okay just yeah. so, just so, and just so Goldberg you know, won an Academy Award. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. It, it's also one of the most iconic romantic movies since they already made a Broadway musical. Oh, and like, see, Whoopi Goldberg is like a scam artist psychic, but yeah, it turns out she's the only one who can see dead Patrick Swayze, so oh. she has to help him solve his murder. 
Yep, it's fun. It's a it's actually fun movie to watch. Okay, and it's got that it's got that erotic um pottery session. Ah, uh, yes. that's where that's from. Yes. Okay, that mm-hmm, song too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my love, my darling. That's where that is. Yes, yeah, that okay. was the song. Well, I'm sold. Yes. Then I I think I kind of want to watch it. I kind of find it funny yeah. that it's it's the two guys in this podcast who've seen it and it's mine who hasn't it's, it's kind of funny that way I love yeah, it but yes. I love it I love yeah, this yeah I love it I love it too but yeah we we recommend this movie for you to watch mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's one of the most one of the more iconic romantic movies I would say just because of that pottery scene you know it yep absolutely and you know uh, Patrick Swayze what the, was at the height of his attractiveness at the time I think he had just done Dirty Dancing, yes. so like everybody just loves seeing this guy without his shirt on. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up, number twenty-two of twenty-three set best sad romantic movies for a good cry. Carol from twenty fifteen, starring Kate Blanchett and uh, Rooney Claire- Mara. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> oh yes. my God! Yep, this is this is sad. This is a sad movie. Tell us but, why. But also, yes, Kate Blanchett. Period. Plus uh-huh. Rooney Mara. <laughs> Kate Blanchett, man, that's that's not no, but, fair. Okay. Like, Kate Blanchett is an auto watch. Yeah, and okay. um, besides that, it's an LGBTQ uh, story. So the movie is set in 1950s Manhattan, and um, Kate Blanchett is the woman in the title. Her name is Carol, and um, she's doing some Christmas shopping at the department store where she meets Rooney Mara, who's working there, and they fall in love basically and you know they have an affair and they're trying to hide it from everybody including carol's ex-husband because she's in a custody battle over their daughter and it's just beautiful and tragic all at the same time yeah i agree this is just should be on this list yeah questionable source but yes <laughs> Questionable author I mean, of the article, but okay, yes, I agree. I mean, like seriously, brides.com, why? Why did you write this list? Jeez. I agree though, and I would watch it. 21 of 23 saddest romantic movies. We have The Danish Girl from 2015, starring Eddie Redmayne and Alicia Vikander. Hmm. Ah. So how sad is this one? I don't know. I, I don't feel like it's sad it's also kind of like carol but you know it's about Ed, a Ed trans Redmayne. woman well her husband didn't start out as a woman yeah but you know like she had the support of her wife of her wife mm-hmm, throughout mm-hmm. the process but you know of course being being that it was set in that time time period it would have been very difficult for all of them so but it's, it's, a, it's a good story but i don't know if it's as sad as I don't know. I want to see. I want to hear what's what else is on this list, just so I can figure out if how sad this is. But it's it's a pretty good movie. I don't I don't consider Danish Girl all that sad, to be honest. It's a I mean it's a little more bittersweet than exactly. anything else because she really stood by him and he was like so sorry. Was she became the first um um first person to receive gender reassignment surgery, and um yeah, and they cast. Eddie Redmayne, the one least likely to pass as a woman. I don't think it's <laughs> sweet. I'm sorry. I don't I mean, I know I'm in a minority. The guy who looks like a wax figure. Well, judging from the last two films you just mentioned, I think we can conclude that the earlier times, the earlier, you know, 50s or something were really bad times for the LGBTQ community, which makes it yeah, sad. Makes 
which makes it sad because they can't be themselves. They can't love who they want to love. They can't who they can't be who they want to be. You know, so I think that's also one factor to the whole sadness thing. I just thought it'd be sad because your wife looks like Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> You're so mean. I really don't see why women like him. What is it? Is it the accent? Tell me the accent is the one that's doing all the heavy lifting because it's not the face. He looks like a fantastic beast. Oh my god. And where to find him? Well, I know a bunch of people who want to find him and are attracted. So don't yuck there. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to kink shame. If that kind of a face starts your engine, then by all means. Okay. Well, he looks like he's a a perpetual duck face. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) disagree with that, though. I was going to say he looks like the Dementors got done with him already. But yeah. Okay, fine. Next. Fine, moving on. For our next love story tearjerker, we have Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind Fuck from 2004. You. Fuck that shit. Fuck I agree. That. I, I agree. I fucking love this movie. You know what? But fuck, this that movie is should sad. be at number one. This is, is the saddest sad. one on this list. I don't know. I haven't this even read is... the rest of the list. I think, I don't know. I think. I think there's something that can top this movie. Maybe. But it should be in the top five. Yeah. Top three at the very least. Yeah. Not this okay. low. We'll, we'll get up there. We'll get up there. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, for, pre- I'm pretty sure there are movies that are going to be sadder than this. But this should be top five at least. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, why? But, well, <laughs> um, you should it's see beautiful. it. It's beautiful work by Michelle <laughs> Gondry. Um, also sad as fuck. It's sad as fuck. But uh, beautiful. Really is. Beautiful filmmaking by Michelle Gondry and his team. Wonderfully acted by Kate Winslet. And Jim Carrey surprising us with his dramatic that, acting that, chops. Dude. That's the thing. That's the thing. Kate Winslet, no surprise. But Jim Carrey. Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. Jim Carrey was you know like what? the chocolate sauce robbed. and the cherry on top of the sundae over for this movie. He was robbed. He should have won every award that year. Oh, so good. So basically, it's about this company called Lacuna that administers these memory erasing procedures. Lacuna Matata. That's no. Surprisingly, <laughs> it, 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 it could. No. It could. I, okay. Fine, fine. Not the wonderful <laughs> name. Lacuna Matata. It's not wonderful. It's fucking sad. Because it erases your memory of people. That's what I said. I said not a wonderful (laughs) name. Yeah. So basically, they can erase your memories of people. So Jim Carrey is one of the customers who decides to erase the memory of his ex, Kate Winslet. But as he goes on going through these memories he's about to erase, will he regret it? Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so sad. (laughs) This movie is so sad. But I love it. It's like... This movie is the movie you watch when you want to get wrecked, basically. Yeah. Every single time. That's why I stopped watching this movie 10 years ago. I no. still oh watch God. it for kicks, but I cry I, every I time. Can't. I can't. I hate sad movies. <laughs> I, I stopped watching sad movies willingly for more than a decade, you know, but <sighs> this is beautiful, though, like yeah. based on the memory I have of it, because I've yeah. only seen like. Twice or three times, because it's yeah, I hate fucking sad movies. 
Why are we doing this list? <laughs> it was your idea, and I'll finish it. It's okay. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. I'm going to skip a few. Okay. But to be fair, I, though, I would rather be going through sad movies over b- braving the traffic on Valentine's Day. Yeah. I agree. Fair, 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 fair. That's very fair. Okay. Okay, going back. Next up is a foreign film. I don't know if you guys if you guys have seen this one, Amor from 2012. Have you guys seen this one? No, no. I've I've heard of it, but I've not. Bracket. Seen it. I'm just gonna tell you. So like, it's these <gasps> the senior citizen couple, right? Oh, already. And the wife the wife goes in for a procedure and something goes wrong and oh. it ends up paralyzing the right side of her body and oh. she makes her husband promise. Not to send her back to the hospital and not to put her in a nursing home. So he uh, brings her back to their house. And, you know, he, he gets a nurse. Things don't work out or whatever. And it's just, it's about how far you would go for the one that you love. Especially when they're unable to take care of themselves. And it's just got the saddest freaking ending. I, I can't. It's, okay. You, you've seen this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I okay. never want to see it again. Um, Never. Just you no. telling us about what this movie is about is just gut-wrenching. I know. <laughs> are you okay with me just spoiling it? Because I want to ask what the ending is. Um, Are we Are we going to record the spoiling part? I'm just going to tell you now. Or someone have PV put a beep while I'm talking. Okay. Just, yeah. I don't mind you spoiling it. I don't mind you spoiling it. Also, I'm curious because so. Okay, so basically, the movie opens with the cops entering the house, and they find the wife's body on the bed, and she's wearing a nice dress, and there's flowers around her. And then the most of the movie is a flashback where we learned how she became paralyzed and how the husband tried to take care of her, and he got her different nurses, didn't work out. One of them was abusing her. Ah, oh, fuck that. Fuck that shit. Fuck this shit. And then... He one day he sits next to her and he tells her a story from his childhood. And as she closes her eyes to go to sleep, he smothers her with a pillow. God I, fuck, damn I it. fucking knew it. I fucking And knew it. then he puts on he puts one of her favorite dresses on her. He goes out and gets flowers and he puts them around the body. And then we're back at the beginning of the movie when the cops show up. That's fucking sick though. <laughs> And Anatagdan, he, 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 um, yeah. Um, I cannot. It's. He writes her a long letter. I have after. a question throughout this whole movie in the process of her being, you know, paralyzed, right? Can she communicate with him? Yeah. So did she ask for this? Like, did she ask for her to be killed at some point in this movie? Mm. No, but he knew that she wanted to keep her dignity. That's why don't send me back to the hospital. Don't send me to a nursing home. I want to go to my Shit. home. Eh, fuck. Ah, okay. Moving on. <laughs> I think this should be the top five also, man. You know, I- but to but to be fair, but to be fair, the whole paralyzed thing was kind of okay because you know she could communicate. Yeah, but then you can't live. Stroke. You can't live the way you want to live, or how? No, but then to... she had a stroke. So, like uh... by the second, by by towards the end, she can't really talk. Hey, move on, move on, move on. I can't. I can't. <laughs> you, you, like, 
This episode and is the daughter so and the daughter's all like, you have to go set her in the mer- put her in a nursing home. And and like, okay. I, I made this, your mother a promise. This isn't even qualified. This doesn't even qualify for a romantic movie. Basta when the cops bust down the door and they find the body and the flowers, it's only the daughter who's there. What the hell is wrong with Brights.com, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a French movie. It won the Palme d'Or in Cannes Film Festival of 2012. So if you want to depress yourself, Jesus. check out check out Amor. Jesus okay. Christ! What the fuck is that synopsis? I feel so gutted. a synopsis, palangyan Next up from 2014, we have the best of me. Because you Based bring the... out I best in Oh my name. god. Best Sorry. of, best of. Fine. It's based on the Nicholas Sparks novel. It's Nicholas Sparks. A given. I know. It's got Michelle Nicholas... Monaghan, James Marsden. And it's another one of those things where, I haven't seen you this. know, I mean, like flip flops between 1992 and the present day. So, you know, high school sweethearts, we see where they are today. And yeah. um, I don't know. Some shit happens at their prom. They don't talk for 20 years. But then it's time for their reunion and old feelings start to flood back. But complications prove that love isn't any easier the second time around. I haven't seen this movie either, so I'm just reading this. <laughs> just read it. It's, I don't know. The couple sparks. just can't catch a break and a shocking twist will leave viewers swimming in muddled emotions. It's Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas Sparks is like the Stephen King for romantic movies. I think Nicholas Sparks just hates people. That's why he writes these books. No, I mean, like, he, <laughs> he wants few, to hurt you. Okay, he had a few good ones, meaning, like, he had a walk to remember and the notebook, and everything else mm. is meh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think automatically when I think Nicholas Sparks, I know it's a romance, but at some point it's going to be really, really sad. So I've actively avoided watching Nicholas Sparks based movies and reading Nicholas Sparks books and this guy is can't even speak as any you know beacon of love because he himself mm-hmm. got divorced well, sorry i know it's judgy <laughs> i think that's why he wants to hurt everybody maybe well he got divorced after the success of all his books but you know a bunch of us who used to maybe read his books or watch his movies were kind of like disenchanted by the whole thing when he did announce that he's getting divorced. I just remember this from back then. So it's like, huh. Hmm. I, so, I don't you know. Because, you know, Nicholas Sparks movies. Okay, I've seen, I've seen the last one, the last song. I've seen The Lucky right. One because, because my wife, I mean, like not all of his movies are sad. They're just mediocre. Oof. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I, I read The Notebook and I read A Walk to Remember. They were great. Yeah. But, and the movies were great. But then the others I didn't read anymore. I, I saw them, but they were just meh. They were like, mm, yeah. I, re- I, just- I I remember reading Dear John because Channing Tatum was starring in it. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna read the book before <laughs> before John. I watch the movie. But I, I read the book. It was okay. I think I've outgrown Nicholas Sparks' books at that point, but I just really wanted to read it because, you know, ooh, I want to see how it compares with the Channing Tatum movie. And then I saw the Channing Tatum movie and it's like, eh. Dear John is not, I don't know. It's just the movie was just there. Yeah. So I guess this, this one's pretty sad, I guess. But I wouldn't personally watch it because I'm so over Nicholas Sparks' movies. 
Yeah, but then you you know what Nicholas Sparks movies are like, right? They have this certain tragedy. Yeah. You know, it's either it's really romantic. It's really romantic though. But it's either bittersweet or happy. Yeah. So you can actually mistake because he said Dear John, he said Channing Tatum. Automatically when he said Channing Tatum and Nicholas Sparks, I thought of the vow. And then I realized Nicholas Sparks did not write that. Huh. No, but that movie is also on this list and it's also tragic <laughs> as all hell. Tragic. <laughs> it has a happy ending and it's based mm-hmm. on a true story. I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed this movie. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, because, you know, I don't know. There's just something about happy endings that I like over sad movies. Fuck that. Fuck that, hmm. Amor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amor, is, Amor sounds... <laughs> I'm sorry. That's and you also, you, you also mentioned A Walk to Remember, which is basically Fault in Our Stars 2002. Yep. Yep. Wait, like... wait, is that... Is A Walk to Remember... Is A Walk to Remember the millennial equivalent of um, The Fault in Our Stars? I think pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so Gen except Z... without cigarettes as a metaphor. Yeah. Uh, but they had like cool concepts like being in two places at one time. That's fucking oh, That awesome. was cute though. So I it don't think... It was. Yeah, I think the peak Nicholas Sparks was just really a walk to remember in the notebook. After that, it's all downhill from there. Yeah, it was all day. Okay, day. here. I got another one for you. From 2014, we got If I Stay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I think I've seen this. Yeah, so it's the one Chloe Grace Moretz. Um... She ah. basically has a tragic car accident and ah. her soul has to decide whether or not she wants to stay and return to an unconscious body ah. or let go. I think I've, I've seen this in snippets. I've seen mm. this in snippets because the time that I played it or streamed it, I was sleeping throughout the movie. <laughs> but basically, you know, her whole life <laughs> flashes before her eyes. So she sees yeah. all her treasured moments with her family, with her loved ones. You know? And, you know, this guy... I think I saw I, this on a plane and I was nodding off, you know. It's like oh, yes. on and off. That's why I was sleeping. That's what that's why I was <laughs> on a plane too. I saw it on a plane. Oh my god, what is wrong with you people? What What's wrong? What are the but, odds? But, uh. You know, okay, here's are the we thing the though. same person? Maybe. <laughs> what flight were you on? I don't are remember. We sharing memories? Is this some sort of multiverse? Oh my Very god, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> but yeah, I, anyway. I, I saw this and I, I remember saying that, I remember thinking to myself that this was a bad idea watching it on a plane because it's so embarrassing to cry because there were actually moments that would, you know, make me feel sad yeah. and sentimental because she would go through back, uh, go back through her memories and stuff. So it's like, I don't want to sob on the plane. <laughs> you can just pretend like you're yawning. No. It's, yeah, it, it it gets sad at the end. But yeah. anyways. So yep, yep. I, well with the with the snippets I've seen when I was not asleep, I think it's interesting and yes, I it, I guess it's sad enough to be on this list. Fine. Okay, brights.com. Okay, since you both watched that on a plane, I'm giving you the next <laughs> entry on this list. Screw that. We got Robert Pattinson in Remember Me. Oh, one of his best performances. <laughs> Fuck Seriously, this movie. It's a stupid movie. I'm sorry. It's a really, really stupid movie. But he was great. Okay, was fine. Great I'm going to give movie. it to you, okay? I haven't seen this, this, so convince me. This girl meets the guy who's played by Edward Cullen, and his dad <laughs> is James man. Bond from Pierce Brosnan times. And he has an estranged relationship with his you father. Just said but he Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> 
Yeah, okay, fine. From Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> or you could have said the centaur from Percy Jackson. That would have made I more sense. I am so sorry. <laughs> fine. <laughs> James Bond from GoldenEye, Misha. Not there James we go. Bond I'm from so Pierce sorry. <laughs> Anyway, so anyways, girl meets guy, they get into it, and she helps him repair his relationship with his father. And just when he goes up to his father's, his horrible father's office to tell him he forgives him for his involvement, whatever, the death of his brother, he's willing to let it go so they can start their relationship anew. And they look out the window and there's an airplane heading right towards them because guess what day it is and guess where that office is. Yeah, the ending of this movie with its heartrending ending where he makes peace with Pierce Brosnan, his father, is September 11. And Edward Cullen is laid to rest next to his dead brother, whose death he blamed on his father previously. But now they're all dead. Fuck so fuck this that. movie. That sounds It's really, really bad. bad. Why is it bad, though? I mean, besides the sad thing. Besides the surprise, it was 9-11 all along ending. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mostly that. <laughs> this goes for the shock ending. It's about annoying. No, like the guy gets over the loss of his brother just in time to make peace with his father, so they can all die. Like the thing is, because with it, it's just pretty formulaic in in mm, storytelling. Okay. So you kind of know what was going to happen, and then it's just that one stupid fucking twist ending. That parang mm, it throws you a curveball. Okay, that's it. Pero mm. pero okay. One of one of Robert Pattinson's better performances. I mean, like it was the one. It was one of those movies that made me think that oh, there's more to him than Edward Cullen. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, any film with good acting from Rob Pattinson is you know um, interesting to me, but I I think I'll skip this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Here's one from 2010. There's Remember? Blue Valentine with Ryan Gosling ah, and Michelle yeah. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Ayaw na? Okay, skip, skip. Even the poster is a lie. It says a love story. What the hell, man? Fuck that shit. Well, well they didn't lie. lie. They didn't lie. They no, to... it's a it, it's a love story disintegrating in front of you, making you want to kill yourself by the end of its story. It's it's yeah yeah. It's not a yeah. It's kind of like. That Heath Ledger movie, Candy, with Abby Cornish. It's just, anyway. It's just painful. It's uh, painful. Yeah. Can you it, tell us what it is about, Misha? Can it's you like the last the five years in chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> Basically what you said, the disintegration of a relationship. But it's yes. just so raw and real that yeah, when no. you watch it, maybe you look back to your past relationships and think about where it went wrong or like those moments where you think that you might want to let like, go. Fuck that. I it's did yeah. everything I could when I was with Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. But, but even their, a, their chemistry was amazing though. It's a great movie. Yes, absolutely. I mean, their, yes, their, yes. Their chemistry was For sure. Oh, that what that's what helped make it so heartbreaking because you know they were so good together. They really worked well together. Yes, yeah. they did. Absolutely. Yes. Fuck this movie. Uh, why are we doing this? <laughs> Whose idea was idea? this anyway? <laughs> Everybody who's listening to this, screw you guys. I hope you appreciate the pain we are going through. Valentine's Day. Uh, Happy Valentine's is, Day, everyone. This is some uh, some uh, masochism going on here. I don't know. 
Bit. Okay, this next one I kind I no actually I don't kind of like I I really freaking like this next one. I'm sorry. It's Titanic. Okay, yeah, which is one of, of my favorite action movies ever. <laughs> so I'm like I, I mean ask, like Yeah, I he dies, you, sure, but this come movie on. Wasn't romantic, right? Was it it's categorized as an action movie, not a romance film, right? Again, I think it's one of it's one of my favorite action movies. It is a good action movie, technically, but I still would consider it as a romance because most people still just remember Jack and Rose anyway, and they've grown to be one of the most iconic couples in cinema history. So, and they have you know the, what the best love story in this movie is? It's that old couple hugging in bed when the water comes in. Oh. Yes. Dude, that's yes. the best love story in this movie. Not these two who bang on the first day after he teaches her to spit. Hey. That sex scene was hot. It was a sexual awakening for me, okay? <laughs> okay, okay, you? fine, fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought when I was a child that people would, when people would kiss, it would be steamy. It's like, oh, that's what happens when you kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, steam. <laughs> it's literally hot. Ooh. But no, do, do, uh, we, ha- do we have wait. to describe this? Do we have to recite the synopsis for this one? <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. You, you can sing. You can sing the Celine Dion song. Yes. Do it, Misha. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Moving on to the next item on our list. <laughs> Titanic is... If you are listening to this on Valentine's Day, Titanic has just opened in the 3D 4K re-release just mm-hmm. in time for its 25th anniversary. It is oh, in like now. Just like any James Cameron movie. I actually like, would like to watch it. Uh, but, uh, I'll take my wife. She loves Okay, Titanic. moving on from Titanic, here's something that's not quite 25 years old, but still not entirely new either from 2008 with literally the same people, Revolutionary Road. Ah, this is sadder, this is sadder than Eternal Sunshine. Fuck this movie. I'm never watching this again. I've seen it once, never again. Fuck it. He's so mad. No. Tell us but- why. But it's Kate and Leo. I know. Yeah. Talk to us, Anjo. Just because it's Kate and Leo, it's gonna be all you know, romantic like Titanic. This is more fucking real. It's so tragic. What's and, it about? Know, Care to tell about us? Them. It's about I don't know. Like uh, we on. can give you time to Google. It's fine. <laughs> Let me I can't explain it, but I just brought out so much emotions. I think that's good to talk about, though. What it made you feel. What the hell, dude? Who hurt you? No, who hurt Sam Mendes? <laughs> <laughs> That's a better question. Who hurt Sam Mendes when he decided to direct this movie? <laughs> okay, what the hell is this movie about? I just know they're in it. I don't know what it's about. Basically, they're, they're a married couple going through life. That was parang, they just couldn't catch a break. When one tragedy hits them, it's just sunod sunod na. But you know, Kate Winslet does have a nice sex scene in this movie <laughs> with Leo or with some other person. With Leo, with Leo. I see. I'm guessing that you know she doesn't hog the door this time. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> but then again, with how much Angel hates this movie, maybe that wasn't a good idea. This smug, you know, they're both good. <laughs> they were both. Really- telling in this movie but it's just like, it's just a really sad sad story okay okay, okay fine, it, has, fine. it just has something to do with you know like unfaithfulness of the husband uh, which leads to a tragic story of the wife and then an eventual death oh. hmm. yeah that's kind of sad 
Okay, fine, fine, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Moving on. Our next sad romantic movie is Me Before You. This is the one with Khaleesi, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, Emilia yes. Amelia Clark. I remember seeing snippets, but not continuing. I don't know why. I think I was... Mm. At that point, I think this is one of the movies where you actually know going into it that it's going to be tragic because obviously someone's sick. It's one of those. So... It's like, I generally don't like those movies where, wherein you actually know straight up at face value that it's going to be sad because someone's sick or, you know, dying. So I think that's a little bit of a cheat code to make it, sick, uh, to make it sad already. I agree. Uh, like A Walk to Remember, The Fault in Our Stars. I yeah. agree. P.S. Yeah, I, I Love You. Where the hell is P.S. I Love You on this list? But well, yes. Yeah, I, I mean, if it's that <laughs> obvious... I generally am not appealed. P.S. I Love You shouldn't be higher, shouldn't be ranked higher than Revolutionary Road. Uh, P.S. I Love You is not really that good, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, it shouldn't be ranked higher than than Revolutionary Road. It shouldn't be ranked higher than Amor. It shouldn't be sadder than Amor. It shouldn't be sadder than Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So this list by Brides.com does not make sense at all. I don't know why we... Or taking movie advice from brides.com. But uh. I, we will provide a link for everyone who wants to look at this insanity. Um, so, yeah, Me Before You, that's the one where Daenerys gets hired by a, a, a disabled person who hates the world because he used to go on all these wonderful adventures. And in the course of working for him as his caregiver, um, um, she falls in love, they fall in love, and she plans all these wonderful adventures for him that he can observe from the, you know, from the comfort of his paralyzed body. And um, things happen. Uh, I, I, I remember seeing like happy parts you know the happy romance parts when they were falling in love already but then mm-hmm. i just didn't continue it because it's like uh this is getting sad it's a uh, never mind okay i wasn't in the there's, right mind space there's a holiday version of this movie with the same actress <laughs> and and uh, uh what's his face with and Henry Golding. Golding. Yeah. That was, that was <laughs> terrible. That was Last like Christmas. a Hallmark Christmas movie. I cannot believe I paid money to that see it. Oh my God. Shit. I love <laughs> Henry Golding. Really I was. love Emilia Clark, but that twist. Yeah. But that the, twist was shit. But the what thing twist? Is, there was no twist. That's it was why right I did marks. That's why the, I did air marks, Misha. Look at me. The whole so thing, the whole so shtick of it. That why I mentioned this movie is that it's essentially the same character that Emilia Clark is playing. Only the one in um only the one in Last Christmas was, you know, less put together. In short, Patapon Sha, the version of character in this movie that we're talking about. I don't know. For the only me, thing I whenever... liked about Last Christmas was the soundtrack. I like I Emilia think they Clark. just wrote the movie and Michelle Yeoh. the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Around and Emma Thompson. songs. Yeah, like most Filipino romantic movies, like star cinema Ooh. romantic movies. <laughs> the ones with four minute trailers that tell you the whole plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they list every single actor on the poster. Uh. <laughs> Ensemble. Sure, whatever. Next up on our list of the best sad romantic movies. Oh my God, who hurt you, Brides.com? 
The next entry on this list is from the year 2000. It is Requiem for a Dream. What? Uh, Why is this here? Is this a romantic? It's not a fucking romantic I, movie, man. I don't know. I didn't write no. this. Bryce There's nothing Dodge. romantic oh. about this movie. <laughs> oh my god! What this is, is wrong actually with you, Brides.com? Is... I don't know. You, and also, you, why are we taking advice from a website called Brides.com? It's your list, Misha. You found it. You explain to us should, what's happening. I should stay away from Google. I don't know. Your algorithm is truly that fucked up. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, okay. Even okay. Wait, the, Brides.com has the best synopsis for this movie ever. Oh, okay, give it to I me. Know. It, it know. takes us inside the lives of four individuals, all battling different addictions. As reckless as these characters are, they're also so sweet and lovable that you'll be rooting for them. But try not to get too attached. Sweet and lovable? That's so stupid! What <laughs> movie? Did they, what, what, what did they what, watch? What movie were they watching? <laughs> okay, you do not watch Requiem for a Dream to be sad. You watch it to get fucked up in the head, okay? You don't watch it for quirky characters either. Fuck no, it's like I don't even rem. You know, the romance is definitely not what sticks to me in this movie. It's there, it's the lifelong trauma. But but the thing is, <laughs> yeah. this movie, the, there were so many memorable things in this movie for me for the for many very wrong reasons. Not romance. No, I was like, no. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. My last image of Jennifer Connelly in this uh, movie. No, no, I know yeah, what you're talking yeah, about. No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even gonna finish based on no. how you reacted, but it was one of the. I can't even find words to describe that scene. It's just <sighs> sad. Is such an understatement. No. Let's okay. avoid this. Let's just not. Let's avoid this movie. I mean, I, mean, I love this movie, but I never want to watch it again. No. I've only know. seen it twice, and after my second time watching it, I said no. <clears throat> After my first, I was like, fuck this shit. I am not Wait, watching I have a this question. again. The name of the list is 23 Saddest Romantic Movies. Like, the, there's yeah, 23 sad romantic. romantic movies to watch if you need a good cry. Okay, there is there is nothing what? fucking romantic about this movie. Okay, <laughs> can you look up the definition of romantic or romance somewhere? Because yeah, I don't understand how... This movie is on this list. I don't know. I want to send Brides.com a copy of, you know, Dancer in the Dark or something. What Fuck the that hell? movie. That I mean, movie, if this is, rom if movie, this is romantic, never... if this is romantic, then then a Serbian film is a family comedy. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck no. Oh my God, please. You do not want to talk about a Serbian film. No. Uh, no, this, this, this does not belong in this list. What the fuck are you thinking, Brides.com? This is okay. nowhere near a romance. I mean, okay. there's there's a couple involved, but it doesn't make it a romance. Jesus fuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the group, like, you know, 23 <sighs> sad romantic movies. You won't believe number three. <laughs> hey, I, I guess I guess the plus side to this movie is that Shooter McGavin was in it. <laughs> that's true, that's true. And Marlon Wayans, you could kind of take him seriously, and Jared Leto before he became a no. punchline. Yes, exactly. I think this is what convinced me before that Jared Leto could really act, but I don't know what happened along the way. He got weird. Yeah. I don't know. I think he decided when I when I grow up, I want to be a meme. It's Mormon time. Okay. I want. Well, first off, he wasn't taken seriously as an actor even before Morbius, and then he got all culty with his band and shit. And yeah, 
<laughs> now he's a meme for Marvin time. That's so sad. How the Next mighty up have 2014. fallen. In 2014, we have The Fault in Our Stars. Again, Man, Gen Z I, walk to remember. I don't know. I didn't. I skipped this movie. Like, I knew what it was. Um, like, oh. I don't mind if it's going to be Gen Z, a walk to remember. What I don't like is um, Ansel Elgort, who I honestly believe has the most punchable face in all <laughs> of modern cinema. Because I don't. I don't Come mind on. Gen Z. I don't mind Gen Z movies, but yeah. when I saw this, it was like it was basically a walk to remember Gen Z version, and I didn't need any movie because a walk to remember was was beautiful. It defined my idea of romance as a teenager. Okay. Well, and in this I'm case, just outing they both myself. got cancer. <laughs> I'm just outing myself. <laughs> <laughs> but no one beats Mandy Moore. Uh, so in, in this one, West. they both have cancer, and um, yeah, Ansel Elgort uh, he carries around an unlit cigarette, and she asks him, "What is that?" And he's all like, "It's a metaphor." That sounds so douchey, and I imagine it with Ansel Elgort's face. I know. I liked him in Baby Driver because he barely said a word. Um, I I recently saw something similar, which I think is a little cuter than Fault in Our Stars. No. Uh, no, I thought you. I thought you were talking about Ansel Elgort. I'm sorry. There are a lot of things cuter than Ansel Elgort. I'm sorry, but um, I recently saw Five Feet Apart. I'm not sure if it's in this list, but it's basically also two kids who are sick with um, mm-hmm. lung diseases. I forgot the exact name of their disease, but basically, um, if you have this disease, this stick fibrosis. There you go. Oh. Thank you. Um, and uh, basically, this is Haley Lou Richardson and Cole Sprouse, aka right, Jughead. Jughead from um, from <laughs> I, I love the new River Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. she's actually really charming in this one. So basically, they both have cystic fibrosis, and they can't be within six feet of each other. So they fall in love in the same hospital, and you know so they get to, yeah, it, they get to know each other, and you just add that factor of not having physical contact and having to stand five feet apart. It is still sad with them being sick and all, but it has this added cute factor with how they fall in love and how they make do with this social distancing that has to happen between them. So they fall in love, they make friends with people with the same disease, they learn to cope with the disease and cope with having a relationship and falling in love without... Can you imagine like people with the love language of physical touch? How hard is this going to be? Yeah, it's hard. Mm. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's it has that added cute. Well, for me, I mean, it's still sad. But then, with how they try to, you know, make uh make things work, given that had it's very cute moments. But yes, yeah. it's still sad. But I prefer that over fault in our stars. Yeah, and plus you have like two up and coming actors. I mean, like everybody, I get the appeal of Cole Sprouse, even if he had a really bad TV show. You know, like. <laughs> But see, Haley Lou Richardson, she's like one of those new up-and-coming stars that like, I guess is not a household name in the Philippines. But if you've seen Split, she had a small role in Split. She was one of the bully, uh, one of the right. teens that na, na kidnapped. <clears throat> but if you've seen her in movies With like Anna The Bronze. Joy. Huh? With Anna what? Taylor Joy. Yeah, yeah, of course. She, she's going to trump everyone. But she was there. And then she was on Edge of Seventeen as a supporting cast member. She was the best friend of um Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> and she's in the new season of White Lotus and she's pretty good. She's she's charming, she's cute. She has yeah. she's, 
she's a, she has this whole quirky vibe um going for her. So I, this movie has been in my backlog because my wife has been begging me to watch this with her, but I keep saying no because I don't like sick people relationship movies because again, it is sad. Yeah. <laughs> but at least I can attest to some cute moments here. And at least Cole people. Sprouse doesn't have a punchable face. No. <laughs> maybe 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 actor. punchable character in Riverdale because everybody was punchable in that show. <laughs> True. Just fuck Riverdale. But yeah, Cole so, Sprouse, I liked him. He was one he was he was the kid in Big Daddy. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> which like, one was Ross's kid? Dylan or Cole? They were both. both. They uh, were both Ross's kid. Okay. They were both the kid in Big Daddy because you can't you you underage kids like can't work long hours. Yeah. And yeah, Cole Sprouse was pretty decent. So, you know, uh I'd prefer five feet apart than Fall Dinner Stars. Yeah. Yeah. I think the okay. script in this movie was written uh, has a smarter script. Mm. Well, five feet apart um actually is on this list, so I'm uh-huh. not gonna go into that anymore. But yes, it's it's, only it's, a- it's 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 cute. It's it's not Nothing groundbreaking, but you know, it is what it is. Just uh, a okay. sick people love story. Yeah, but it doesn't sound that doesn't seem as exploitative as a fault in our stars. Yeah, it it that, is, which is yeah, like Sigur, I guess this is what turned me off from that movie. That it seems so exploitative of the concept of sick people having a relationship. Yeah, I totally agree with you. My problem with the fault in our stars was it was just. Trying so hard to be cute and quirky that I was like, dude, these people are literally dying. Why are they like, I'm not saying they should all be sad or whatever. I'm just like, just stop exactly what Anjo said. Stop trying to exploit them and making like into a 90 minute meet cute before one of them kicks it. Yes, that's literally what that movie did. That's why I did not appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. I did not appreciate so it. Was, you know, the fault the in fault, our stars. The fault in our stars was just a little bit too faulty. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Next up, well, we have. Uh, uh, well, uh, one more thing about Five Feet Apart. I guess um, something I enjoyed personally, not really enjoyed. It, it sounds masochistic if I said enjoyed, but there's this cognitive dissonance between. You Preferred. wanting them to be all YOLO, yes, be young, be in love, just like take chances. But at the same time, it's like, you just prioritize your safety, you little shitheads, you know? It's like you're torn between those two feelings and that is just more genuine, I feel. But, you know. Absolutely. Kind of like yeah. that. Okay, but I don't know. Okay, fine. I won't, st- I won't add another movie to this, to this conversation because we might not finish the list. <laughs> okay. We also have Brokeback Mountain from 2005. I agree. I agree. It's so sad. Because one, it is sad. Two, it's another romance mo- romantic movie. But it is very tragic. It is. And I think it was, I think for our generation, the one film that put the LGBTQ community up there. Because... I, I don't know if you guys remember, but like well, when it came out, it, it was so rare that we'd have movies like this. Yeah. No, it was such a big thing because, yeah. you know, you had at that time two of the biggest matinee, not, not matinee, but two of the biggest, hottest male stars in Hollywood, Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. And at that time, mm-hmm. they were both still very young. And yep, these, yep. these were very risque roles. And yeah. even the topic was pretty groundbreaking at that time. Yes. Yep. 
yeah. especially yeah. since they were playing you know that's supposed to be like the symbol of manliness they were cowboys mm-hmm. and they just happened to fall in love and it screws up their marriages in different ways yeah and oh, i remember how it ended Fuck. <laughs> okay so do we take a poll also on which actors play really tragic roles or pick really tragic projects because Michelle Williams has come up twice here Kate Winslet also has come up twice so thrice. who else mm-hmm. thrice thrice I'm sorry yep. we had Eternal Sunshine mm-hmm. and Titanic too uh, yeah so thrice okay actor Heath Ledger once Jake Gyllenhaal so far once there's a couple okay. of Nicholas Sparks entries here. Yeah, but you know, we don't count that. You don't count Nicholas Sparks. It's okay. Like, well, yeah. we're almost I mean, done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're I, s- I guess it's safe to say Kate Winslet likes them sad, like likes acting in them sad movies. <laughs> She's yeah. really good at them. Michelle Williams too. Yeah. And, mm. and then we have A Star Is Born. Ah. I'm on a Sorry. This movie, I I enjoyed it. Mm, Lady Gaga, she was great. Lady Gaga, but it, yeah, it was such a surprise that Lady Gaga turned out to be a great performer, not just as a singer, but I didn't know she had acting chops. Was no, I wasn't like, surprised, honestly. Like, I mean, like also it, was not surprised. Fine, okay, maybe Jennifer Hudson winning or getting nominated Best Supporting Actress was more surprising than Lady Gaga actually performing really well. <laughs> I don't know. She just for me as as someone who's known for a music artist, I think she nilamon niya si ano dun. Oh yeah. Nilamon niya si Bradley Cooper who's been acting oh, yeah. for years. Yeah. She Sobra. totally Sobra. ate him up in terms of acting jobs. It's like huh. which is which is kind of in, which is why I want to watch the the you know the new Joker movie because mm. he's going to play Harley Quinn <laughs> opposite Joaquin Phoenix which could be another tragic love story. Yes, I think, well, Joker and Harley Quinn in general, their love story is pretty fucked up. So, yeah, also People the who consider them relationship in. goals should be shot. I mean, seriously. Get some therapy, guys. <laughs> that yeah. is so, a, that's literally the most toxic relationship in all comic book history. True, true. Also, that. literally not even, toxic, not considering like, 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 uh, in general, Quinn's uh, origin, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> Falling mm-hmm. into that barrel of toxic waste, you know what I mean? It's just okay. It's just one of the most toxic relationships in general. Yeah, fiction. True. Okay, so we're almost done. Okay. Next up, we have the only remaining entry on this list, which I don't know. It'll surprise some people. It won't surprise some people. I want to know what your reaction is. The number one saddest romantic movie of all time, according to Brides.com, I take no responsibility for this, is 2004's The Notebook. Uh, yeah. It's not sad. It's bittersweet. There's a difference. It's still sad for me. And I think, I think... It does deserve a high spot because it does set the benchmark for a lot of sad love stories. And, you know, Noah and Ali are very, you know, well-known and iconic. And I will watch this over and over again over Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Well, it, because this has the balance of its happy moments and, you know, sad I, moments as well. So. I, it, I, I think it's it's more on the romantic side. Yes, it doesn't really have a sad ending, but then it's more of the general good romance. Yeah, because I think, I don't know, because the way the story ends is that they were still both able to live very full lives with each other, happy lives with each other. 
until the Alzheimer's hit. <laughs> and then the fact that they were able to spend time and she would have that moment of clarity with Noah before they both passed at the same time was also very nice. Because I guess so. it's not really that sad because, you know, they have a family, they have children, they have grandkids. Right before they both passed away at the same time, she has a moment of clarity the night before. So they fall asleep, they both die. Which is fine because they die in peace. It's not like where the one person in the relationship has to bear with living without the other one. But I don't like that, you know, here's the thing. What I don't like about the notebook is that it pretty much just ends up validating Ryan Gosling being a creep and a stalker (laughs) at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Just so that he can steal the mean girl from Cyclops for the eight millionth time, because that guy's always going to be a loser. Second banana in these movies, <laughs> James Marston. James Marston never gets the girl. Like, oh, hey, never. hey, hey! He got the girl in Twenty Seven Dresses. Terrible movie, but he got the girl. <laughs> Good point. No, I'm just saying, like, why, 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 why does this movie? Why is it so celebrated? Fine, it's got the sad ending. But what about all the crap that happened before they get the sad ending? Okay. He was totally a creep. He manipulated her into going out with him. He, in the he start, stole her from her happy relationship. In the start, yes. I'm I, I am defending the notebook. It is the one movie I have seen that has made a lot of grown men cry. So <laughs> I think that has its merits. Andrew's raising his hand. So that in itself is a good achievement. But for me, um, to Andrew's point, I don't think think that just because it has a happy ending doesn't mean it's a it's not a sad story because the sadness isn't always in the ending it could be in the journey towards that ending which it was it was pretty difficult for Noah and Ali yeah. getting to that happy point and i think yes. that's the point of the movie i agree but uh yeah yeah I, I agree with that point. Very good point. Very good point. Yeah, so it's not always the ending that's sad about things. Yes. So okay. I, I would defend I the notebook. I still love it. It's a great I love see. story. As questionable as its beginnings were, yes, Ryan Gosling was pretty toxic. But I guess at some point, you know, if their relationship lasted that long and they ended up happy in the end, then okay. Well, it's not like she could go back to her last relationship. I, get, I mean, like, okay. Uh, Ryan Gosling, James Marsden. <laughs> I'm sorry, Why, James Marsden. Why, does Ryan Gosling... <laughs> wait, wait, here's the thing, though. This Ryan Gosling... Giselle had... didn't choose him. Gene Grey didn't choose him. <laughs> Lois hey. Lane didn't choose him. Um, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog didn't choose him. Yeah. Come on. Catherine Heigl chose him, but then again, it's Catherine Heigl. <laughs> so you're stuck with that. <laughs> Sorry. Remember Hairspray because he was the host, right? But yeah, if there's anything that Brides.com got right for me personally, it's those movies we reacted to. And yes, I do agree. The Notebook is really definitely something you could watch and cry about. Yes. But it's not number one. Maybe the numbering's a little off, but then... Yeah, it's it it would maybe. be a sin to not have it in this list. And it was also a sin to actually have Requiem for a Dream in this fucking list. And Amor. No. Even if I haven't seen Amor and Amor. Well, it is a love story still. Okay, to to add to the Amor's whole brutal. sad teen drama love story, you could watch Midnight Sun, starring Bella Thorne, former Disney star, now Ooh. Ratchet Star. Ooh, well, yeah, we can <laughs> actually ratchet. get to like some things that we feel should be here. 
Yeah, this like, list, but alright. Yeah. Let's, okay, let's sign fine. this one. It's such a, you okay. know, starring Bella Thorne, former What's Disney star who is now such a ratchet star. OnlyFans. You know, you know the, Dude, she, she is so fucking ratchet. <laughs> I used to think she was really gorgeous. She is very pretty. She is. She is. But, you know, she's just ratchet. Anyway, movie is about <laughs> this girl played by Bella Thorne who is supposedly allergic to the sun. Huh? Yeah, like, yeah, she she can die if she's exposed to sunlight. Hence, she a vampire? Sun. No, she just has this skin condition. Like, I don't know, some rare form of cancer I, I don't okay. recall again I watch this movie on a plane <laughs> <laughs> what is it with watching movies we gotta keep I you away know. from planes <laughs> I, I also watched Dora the Explorer on a plane I enjoyed that movie I'm not even gonna bueno 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 <laughs> anyway so she falls in love with the heartthrob who's you know like who has a bad reputation but then he proves himself that he, he loves her so they do all these things that are supposedly not allowed for her health. And then eventually she just dies because she gets exposed a little bit to the sun. Aww. Yeah. Curse so vampire genes. So again, maybe that's why A Walk to Remember is so hard to top because every other movie that does this thing just reminds you that A Walk to Remember came first. Yeah. Well, maybe for our generation, Gen Zs won't really feel... <laughs> Huh. Oh, and um, speaking of something about uh, something with Gen Zs, um, I actually do not recommend all the bright places. Hmm. I don't know why I'm even Tell mentioning us why. it, but uh, it is. Please explain. It is a Gen Z movie that I uh, watched recently too, and it is tragic. It's a trigger warning. It has themes of suicide, ah. but uh, that's the sad part, I guess. But I would just recommend reading the book. Because the movie cannot encapsulate the complexity of the male character within that one hour and 40-something minutes. minutes. (laughs) Like, suicide is just such a complex mental um, battle for some characters. And I don't know, the film doesn't do it justice. So just read the book. I, I I, I also felt that maybe All the Bright Places would have... I kind of was expecting it to be in one of these lists but I guess not but you know if you find it somewhere just read the book just saying I have a question about this list which is the most recent movie Bach, I think 2019 was the most recent one right oh, five feet see. apart is 2019 so, so maybe no hmm. but then Midnight Sun was Earlier. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think there's anything on this list after 2019. Yeah, yeah. that seems to be the most recent one, five feet apart. Yeah. Um. But okay. well, all the bright places would not recommend. <laughs> Medyo okay. nababawan. if you don't know the context of the book. Just okay. for me personally. Okay. But Elle Fanning was great. She's perfectly casted in this one. Um, Elle Fanning um, is talented, like her yes, sister. Super. Those sisters are just Magaling. Like the like the Mara um uh the Mara sisters. Yeah. They're both likewise very talented. If I had to choose um a love story that would make you cry, I would have to go with I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna go with the before trilogy. Utang ina. <laughs> Which For, is well, before specifically sunset. the last one. The last before, one. Before was... sunrise. Before sunrise is sweet. Yeah. The mm. first two were kind of sweet, but then you know, mm-hmm. you see how relationships deteriorate in Before Midnight. 
that's like mm-hmm. <sighs> before midnight was so yeah. sad. But 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 it hits you harder if you've seen the first two for yes. context to see yes. how they were. I so agree. that's what makes it so hard to watch. I Just, agree. It's like it's like you know if a marriage story had prequels, mm-hmm. you know, you'd see the happy parts. Yeah. Oof. You just have to conclude that uh, the more real the movies are, the sadder they are. Just yeah. Because, you know, life is hard in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, another thing I expected to be on this list was marriage story. Yeah. Um, but then but, I guess yeah, but the latest entry on is 2019. Right. So okay, so whatever. didn't get that far. You know what Sorry I expected to be on this list? But it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Celeste and Jesse yeah. forever. Oh, I oh. love that movie. I mm. love okay. Celeste and Jesse forever. Very tragic yeah. love story. Yes, well, not definitely. tragic, but it's just a very sad, it's sad, sad. very real, it real. Is. But I would highly recommend real. it too because it's so real. So it's about a couple who uh, breaks up. It stars Rashida Jones and um, Andy Samberg. So they oh, break up. They've been together for a while, a long, long time, and then they break up. But then someone regrets that breakup if as time passes. Like for for one person, they are starting to regret, oh, why did I even break up with him in the first place? While the other is happily moving on. Hmm. It's so simple, uh, but it was so real. It is. Okay, fine. If we're gonna do that, you wanna play dirty? If you're gonna I will take your Celeste and Jesse forever and raise you a sleeping with other people. Nah. That ha- no, no. It, it's heavy. But then it's presented it's so... Tra- it's not... I don't think it's tragic. It's fine. Just, it kind of... Yeah, it doesn't end that bad. Yeah, it, fine. Yeah, it has a great ending. You know, all peop- all the, it ended on a happy note. It's also pretty funny because you have Alison and Brian Sudeikis in it. <laughs> One of Jason yeah. Sudeikis... Less sloppy, smarter roles. Yeah, I liked him in this one. Yeah, this movie was great. It's not tragic, but huh. I'll give you something tragic then. Oh, Atonement. No. Why? <laughs> what is wrong with you? God Bye. damn no! No, 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 I didn't even. Boom, bitch. I didn't. I, I didn't even finish this movie. Fuck. Like, it was just, <laughs> meh. But it's be- It's also beautiful. Can I just say it is beautifully done? Um, it is. Uh, it is. Whew, it's from 2007. It stars James McAvoy and Kira Knightley. It's Kira Knightley with that that iconic green dress and that library sex scene. Whew, so hot. Also, Sersha. Am I saying her? I hope I'm saying her Saoirse. name right. Saoirse, Saoirse Ronan, who is the most punchable little kid in this room. <laughs> I yes. wanted to murder her. So basically, the story is, is James McAvoy, Keira Knightley, they're, they, they're a couple. But then, you know, the psycho little girl, the psycho kid drives them apart. A war happens and so many things happen in between that, you know, it's basically… To be, to be fair, the war was not the kid's fault. I know, but you know, them separating is pretty much her fault. <laughs> yeah, still that's true. Together if it wasn't for I, her. I bet you didn't want to punch her after Lovely Bones. Oh no, I loved her in Lovely Bones. <laughs> well, it's just that she was just so effective in that role. 
Yeah, she's a she's great. She's, she's such a, a great actress that you know you really hate that little girl in that role, but you know it's effective because that's that's what it's supposed to make you feel. Yeah. But yes, uh, atonement, man. Fuck, I fucking love okay, it. Okay, so we mentioned um the Chloe Grace Moretz was in what is that movie? If again? I stay, in, if I stay, yeah. Yeah, since you mentioned um, which Saoirse we both Ronan, watched on a plane we, <laughs> for yeah. some weird so, reason. I don't know. I just, I just remind me about Chloe Grace Moretz being, you know, like the same caliber as Saoirse Ronan. Only that Chloe Grace Moretz, even if she's a great actress, ended up being like a Jared Butler of her generation. Oh, that's because, harsh. That's kind of like, harsh. Does Jared, what does that even mean? Jared like, Butler's kind of not in a good place. And I think yeah, okay, Chloe fine, Grace Moretz fine. still is, you know, I know. Have you seen Plane? Fine. Have you seen Plane? Oh we my God, God Jared Butler we all talk is not about in a good place. It. Yeah, okay. In brief. I'll explain myself in brief before I move on just so I can defend myself a little bit. It's just because her movies aren't as successful as I thought they would be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean like because… You know, she had her break in 500 Days of Summer, which is another very tragic love story. Mm. Right? Should be but on this list too. Should be on this list. Not fucking Requiem and Amor. <laughs> Fuck those. Um, yeah, but then, you know, like after Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2, she did The Host and, you know. Yeah. Hit. Neighbors 2 was okay. It was funny. The Host and everything that came after us, like. Yeah, I think Sersha. Sersha. Sorry, I think she was she was just given better roles or chose better roles. Chloe yeah, Grace, I mean, unfortunately, didn't no. get as much of a privilege. I mean, Saoirse Ronan was in a freaking Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, right. But yeah, yeah. I think which one? Grand Budapest. Uh, uh, um, Grand Budapest Hotel. There you go. Uh, yeah. So this is what also told me that at such a young age, Saoirse was so good. She was such a good actress back then in Atonement. So watch it, 2007, if you want to be, feel all sad and shit. Okay, I think we've reached our quota of sadness for one holiday. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day! Um, For anybody who is still in a romantic mood after <laughs> this, please seek help. <laughs> I mean, like, but, if you guys want to torture yourselves in Valentine's Day traffic, fine by us. We'll be happily watching our movies at home, chilling, I guess. Yes, but I think I'm going to be watching happy movies. <laughs> Nothing from this freaking list. What the hell were we thinking? I don't know what I'll be watching Valentine's Day night. I'll probably be watching Cars with my kid again for the nth time. I am so sick of Cars. <laughs> Lord help me. I don't know. I feel like watching Atonement again. For some weird reason. Well, if you're going to watch Atonement, I'm going to watch Rick. No, I'm never going to watch Requiem for a Dream <laughs> again. No freaking way. No. no you cannot make me. Screw you guys. I'm going to go you watch Physical it. 100 on Netflix. This is not worth This shit ain't worth the grief. So you'd rather watch um, Sweaty Men over... And Women. And women. Okay, never mind. Try watching it. It's really good. No, I really want to watch it though because it looks fun. <laughs> it's two episodes a week. It's easy. Like my, like my like my wife's cousin said, why are Korean guys so hot? That's like, okay. Oh, okay. Sold. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll watch that instead. All right. So if you want to watch some hot bodies, we gave you a list of 23 of the saddest romantic movies from Brides.com, which I ran across on Google. 
We've also got our recommendations. And if you've got nothing else to do, you can watch some hot Korean people on Physical 100. <laughs> Let us know what you'll be up to on Valentine's Day. What are you going to be watching? What's going to keep you occupied? What will make you happy, sad, or everything in between? We hope you have a good heart stay, however you decide to spend it. Until then, we are the Tours. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Tours Podcast. We have a Facebook group where you can chime in with your recommendations and requests. It is Tours. We like movies. And until next time, we're also course, on TikTok. Oh my God, we are on that thing that yes. people use. <laughs> Gotta roll with the times, man. Sorry, I... I'm so sorry because, like, I'm 100 years old. But yes. <laughs> he was born before Ghost. <laughs> I think that's as good a time as any is to end this. Screw you guys. We're the saboteurs. <laughs> we made the list. <laughs> I'm walking out. Goodbye. We're your hosts. I'm Misha. <laughs> My. And I'm Andrew. I thought he was going to say, I'm walking out. That's walking out. That's Mai and I'm Anjo. <laughs> Bye, Misha. I hate you all. <laughs> I hate rides.com more. What the hell is this list? Fuck rides.com. Man, what the hell is this list? Requiem really? for a dream? I can't believe they have that as a romantic movie. Where That's is the romance? Amor? Amor? Where is the romance in Amor? It's just tragic. Ro- but he you know, gave tragic- her her dignity. Yeah, but there's nothing romantic about that. And he smothered her with a pillow. But yeah, okay. there's no, there is nothing romantic about that movie. I'm gonna Revolutionary go Road. It's really sweet. They're such sweet old people. If you see it, Ro- Revolutionary Road is not even romantic-ish. Fucking Kate Winstead commits suicide in this movie. Okay. She, yeah. She. Yeah, just like, yeah, I think atonement should be on this freaking list. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, atonement should be on the list. Mm-hmm. I agree. Revolutionary Road. Some point, yes, maybe, but I don't know. Like this movie, man, Sam Mendes. Who hurt you? Why? But anyway, brights.com. That was not a very legit list, but you know, we had fun with it. <laughs> okay. okay. That was a journey. <laughs> What the fuck? That was an emotional journey. What the hell were they smoking? Did they lose a bet? This (laughs) list should go on a... This list is for like formerbrides.com. What the hell?